Hey guys, I just wanted to tell you something before you listen to episode 6 of our podcast. It was very fun to make, one of our favorites to do, but it is one of our most vulgar. And you are going to find out some interesting information along the way from our usual suspects, along with some interesting questions and talking points. So I just want you guys to keep that in mind. Don't hate Lily. We're all human. It's an interesting episode. I just want you guys mentally ready and in a good space when you guys listen to this. Without further ado, music take us away. For everyone who are listening, uh, we are talking to David, we are talking to Stephen, and we're talking to Jonah, and we're talking to Louie. That's four, if I've counted right. I think that's a new record. I think that's a new yeah. record. Hopefully this works. So, David, Stephen, you happy to be here? Yeah. Uh, I guess. All right, great. Take great. That. I expected. Yeah. All right, David yeah. and Stephen. After you left Niles North, what has life been like? Stephen, we'll start with you. Really? You'll start with me? Would you like to start not with you? Uh, this is that on-the-spot thinking you were saying you were fine with. You know what? <laughs> it doesn't make me feel any better, but I guess Louie wants me to go first, so I'll go first. Can I get the question again? Sorry. Yeah. All right. So you've been at Niles North for four years, <laughs> and after you've been at Niles North, how, what has life been like? I'm less busy, but I'm more busy. I'm not in school from 8 a.m. till sometimes 9 p.m. at night. I have more time to myself. I have more independence, but I fill up that time with like, still schoolwork because I'm kind of a college kid now. I'm a college oh, kid. Go off. Yeah, so I'm like trying to do that at this time. Um, how else is it different though? What has changed? What is what has made me evolve into the Steven that I am now? Um, oh, fucking no, gee. Uh, I definitely took a step back from theater and kind of like feel my way through what college is like and kind of like how I'm like gonna grow up and whatnot. I think I think that was a pretty fine answer. Yeah, I thought it was pretty freaking great too. So next, all right, David. Yeah. Well, I also just finished my first year of college uh, as an acting major. College theater is just such a completely different playing field than high school theater. I'm just in a really different place in terms of how I approach academics, how I approach social things, how I approach acting. So. I'm in a good place. Things things are really different than they were in high school, but but for the better, definitely. That's great. That's great. That's really great. Where did each of you first meet us, and what was your first impression, if you remember? Jonah, I don't know if you remember, but we were in that one play in middle school together. 
Hydrangea Albright. Yeah. You you were like one of the narrators or something, and I was the dad. And I was an eighth grader, and you were a seventh grader. And I remember, because I was such a little ass, I felt so, like, threatened by you. Because you were charming and good and, and all these things. And I felt <laughs> like I would just... Wait, are we still talking about Jonah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. So I was just so like, like at the time I was like, fuck this fucking, I should have been married. I should have been the fucking, fuck this kid. So that was, that was my first memory of you, Jonah. Wow. I think, thank you. I think. Yeah. So the exotic playwright, everything I am no longer today. Happy. Emotional. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And then, and then Louis, it was my sophomore year. Um, a fleener year. Yeah. That was your first show, I think. Uh, eh, uh, eh. <laughs> you were just you were just the new kid, like and but we had like a bunch of scenes together. And it it was a nice thing, like as a sophomore to finally see like who the new freshmen were and who the new people who were gonna be joining the department. So it was just nice to see that like there are people like you who were joining, you know. Well thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um that's much more positive than I thought it was going to be. That's that's incredible. Well, I mean, kind I'm of. Not, I'm not an asshole. I'm. I'm not saying that's not what I'm saying. We yep. generally. Hey, what the heck? We are not hard people to like. Well, there you go. <laughs> you want me to answer the same question? We do. We would prefer that. Yeah. Um. I guess to start with Jonah. I don't think I knew you before you were a freshman. Did, did yeah. I? We, we, I don't think so. We went to different middle schools. I mean, I saw your shows in at McCracken because I had friends there, but I didn't know you. Okay. But you yeah. played, but you, do you think we ever played baseball and we just didn't know it together? If we did, that would be crazy. We maybe played against each other. Oh, yeah. I, I did I did the Indians. I was on the, the travel I did too. Mm, I did for too. one year. does not count, Louis. Yeah, no, sure. what? No, I was in it for more than one year. No one cares. I mean, this is me time. <laughs> We're getting to you later, Louie. Relax. <laughs> um, okay, so then it's sophomore year. I walk into vocal jazz, and it's like this new bass kid. And I'm like, who's this fucking prick? He gets a cool <laughs> bass, but like, who is this guy? And then he's pretty good at bass. Wait, when were you in take one? Right, straight off the bat? Yeah, I was in for all four years. Yes. Not a flex or anything. I had to put some respect on your name, so I did. So I guess that was it. My first impression was that you were like little Jonah bass boy and that you were here for the music and to fuck bitches get money. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. Yeah, did you get the money? We were going to get paid once. But of course we didn't. I got I got a twenty five dollar Chipotle gift card. Oh, that's that's pretty nice. I gotta spend that where it counts. Okay, so I have to talk about Louis now, right? It's Louis' turn. Only if you yeah, want. No, I'd love to. Okay. Okay. So I think I, I think I remember you. You went to Middleton, right? I did. Yeah, Emma McCracken. Yeah. So I mean, we never talked in Middleton. Yeah. No. But I just thought you were like. I don't know. At that time, if someone was a year younger than you, then they're like they're a little baby, you know. Yeah. So like when I was in fifth grade and you were in fourth grade, I was like, "Oh, it's a little, 
Bluey. I probably didn't even know your name. Well, I feel like I did, though. Yeah, I don't know. I probably just thought you were a nerd. I, th- I probably thought I was too cool for you. <laughs> I I remember thinking you were too cool for me, actually. Oh, Bluey, shut up. It was a joke. God. Well, you were like okay, this. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, but middle school, seventh grade starts, and then I'm like, I see this goofy kid playing a clarinet in band with us. But then he was good, though, because, like, you were getting up in the chairs, you know, fucking all on the upper McCracken classmen. And then I remember, uh, oh, what's Ethan's sister's name? <laughs> oh, no. Noah Newsom. <laughs> Yeah, so Noah had, like, a fake kind of real crush on you. Yeah, what like, the heck was that? You were wait, probably wait, the talk what? You were the talk of town because everyone uh, loved you, and you were probably the most bizarre kid in that band. Um, I remember DeStefano. DeStefano kind of acted like Portman. Like, he loved you, but he definitely was like, Louie, what the fuck are you doing? Steven, what did you play in band? I didn't know you were in band. Um, I, pay, I played... Uh, um, like the little monkey symbols, not percussion. Just he only let me play the little monkey symbol. Yeah. Either that or trumpet. Oh, that's how I know Louis. And then things just erupted from there. It's okay. all downhill from there. Yeah, may I say, Noah Nuzov. You know, as a, as a sixth grader who's at a first experience of what I thought was a girl who liked me, that was pretty traumatizing. Oh. That was pretty oh. traumatizing. Oh, God, I was like. What is this? And then it didn't go anywhere. And then I was so sad. And but it didn't matter. It started not to matter. Anyway, um, I would have liked the attention if I were you. In the first grade, uh, 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 while I was like alone in playing in the playground during recess, Ooh, a girl came up and she kissed me on the cheek out of nowhere. And it was only because she knew that if I were to say that she kissed me on the cheek, no one would believe me. And no one did, so they all <laughs> made fun of me. And that's oh. what I made it up. But, but I didn't. If you're out there, you know who you are. Yeah. It was, it was me, guys. Don't mess with Sorry. my boy David, you fucking bitch. <laughs> all right, I'm going to dial it right up to a 10. Junior year, theater fest. You, Alex, and uh, Isaac all measured your penises. Did you not? Louis. <laughs> what? I was like, preface, you're not, you're not talking about me, David. I definitely did not do that. Wait, what? At Why theater fest. Where is your information coming from? At theater fest, when you were rooming with Alex and Isaac, you all measured your penises in front of each other, right? Most certainly not. Wait, you <laughs> definitely did. <laughs> Wait, can I chime in? If there are boys in a hotel room at theater fest checking in their penis sizes, they're, they're obviously doing more with their penises than checking the size, right? Well, Is that what you're really, doing? What was the... <laughs> I what sw- you do it? Okay. I swear that this okay, is what I heard. This is what I heard. David <laughs> doesn't like his question. That's <laughs> a weird question. <laughs> I, I heard through the, the grapevine. We played Smash Brothers. Oh. You, you, can, you can interpret and that. And not with your penises. More. Any way you want to take that, you can take it. Believe. Oh well, that was smashed. That was <laughs> that was disappointing. May I ask who your whistleblower was? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, you were so you were so you you thought you knew that answer, and yet you asked the question anyway, and you were still so wrong. Look, I, I don't. I we don't 
Fuck the whistleblower. We're going to kill them. Okay. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you've come here to slander me, Louis. <laughs> uh, no, no slander. Just uh, just some questions. Um, favorite show slash role that you played at Niles North and why? We'll start with David. With me? Um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have necessarily said this if you had asked me while I was at North, but looking back on it now, I would definitely say my favorite role was in uh, Bad Jews my junior year as Liam. It, it's probably the the most the most personal a role that I had there, and probably the most personal role I've had so far. And it was a big departure from all the cranky old shouting men that I always got cast as, so it was a pretty unique opportunity for me at the time. Steven, what about you? Yeah, what about you? Uh, this is a hard hey, one. Steven, what about you? Uh, what about you? Uh, okay, I'm going to talk to you this. So, I think I have three that I'm going to have to choose from. I'm going to do Tobias in Neighborhood 3. Yeah, that. And then I'm going to have to do, uh, what's his name? Russ? Russ. What's Russ. my third one that I liked? Oh, Carmen Gia and the producers. So, <laughs> I think producers is probably my favorite show that I've been in. And my favorite role, I don't know. I guess I liked Russ and Clyburn Parth, but I think without the great writing and like the, the, the you know, the, the rhythm and the structure of the, of the script, without that, maybe I wouldn't have liked my work on the show because i don't know character work was kind of uh, we were lacking at points or at least me personally gee i don't know because i also like i mean david could back me up on this theater fest like neighborhood three that was probably like the best run of a show i've ever had you know like the oh, thrill yeah. and the feeling that i that that i got on that on the stage at U of I was was nice it was a unique experience and it's a not super well-known play so being a part of like a lot of people's first experience with that play is is a really cool thing do i have to pick one or was that enough of an answer that was quite enough of an answer that was really really Great. good that was a fine answer all right david yeah i have a stunning admission i need to make to you all right all right i'm scared because of your last question <laughs> at theater fest we had a ballroom dancing class, right? And as right. I went to it, uh, I was kind of like coerced into going, maybe by Alex and Isaac, that's who I was with. And they, uh, they, they wanted to ballroom dance. They, they put a gun to my head. Um, Interesting. And so I went there and someone asked me to, to dance with them. And okay. this was a pretty attractive, <laughs> it's a pretty, pretty attractive female, David. In All fact, right. I would say really attractive female. Um, I think you should stop. Good on, good on you. Uh, so yeah, so she asked me to dance, and she actually went to Niles North, actually. Oh, no. Can we edit this out? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is someone going to know? Okay, and I was, dance I was dancing with this girl, and I kind of sort of creamed my pants with this... <laughs> oh, I swear. <laughs> ...with this person... Um, should I tell you, mouth, actually. should I tell you the name? See, no! 
You just you just said you creamed your pants, dude. Louis, Louis, I'd be Louis, I'd be absolutely remiss if I were to shame you for your bodily functions. You know? <laughs> so I'm gonna fry this kid. What is he talking about? Like, okay. I'm gonna no, say hey, hey. I'm gonna sexuality say is a is a normal thing. It's a ballroom dance, they're not juking. My penis certainly thought it was a delightful moment. <laughs> um so, and this girl's name was kind of Leah. <laughs> this is a joke, right? <laughs> it's not. It's, it's better be well, a joke. It's not a joke. She and I were broken up at the time. I know, which is why I'm telling you this. I wouldn't be telling you it otherwise. So the, the viewers have been complaining about how much you're talking about your penis and sex. Have they really? And, I can't well, attest. What I'm seeing, they're saying talk more about it. I don't know. Okay, it's you maybe not more of a complaint. It's more of a, a surprise to them because you usually don't talk about this. But now that well, we're behind the screen. One of the pleasant surprises, you know? Like, oh, this is nice. This is new, different. But, I, uh, you know, let's hear more on that. Yeah. And sometimes we listen as a family to this podcast over dinner. Really? Well, Louis. Well, that's kind of hot. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Louis, I'm proud of you, Louis. Oh, I, thank you, thank you. Louis, you became a man that day, Louis. I became a big man, big strong man. Louis, let me let me tell you something, Louis. Let me let me sit down, son. Let me. A <laughs> boy likes the girl very much, Louis. Uh, ah, gee. He creams his pants. Did you make it super obvious? <laughs> what did you say? No, no, no. I just felt a little. Did you go, excuse me, darling? I have to... <laughs> Dude, this is kind of like a fucking lie. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a lie. Episode of... <laughs> oh, my you God. You literally pre-came during a ballroom dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I'm yes. sad. You got family members walking into what exactly we're saying. No, yeah, no, they're... my headphones are on, so she can't hear what we're saying. They're long gone. I mean, it's, brave it's brave of you to make such a bold admission like that. Thank you, sir. Now he's all flustered. <laughs> yeah, that was a we've, big we've thing. You've already, pardon my French, uh, uh, hit the climax of this interview, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well... <laughs> we're only in the middle of this interview, or I mean podcast? Oh, we're probably in the middle, I'd say. Let me, um, let me, you want me to? You take a break. I, yeah, I can you, handle this. Yeah, you, you handle this. I'm gonna recover. Okay, boys. Obviously, we're living in a pretty, a pretty crazy time. The world is shaken and bacon. What have you guys been doing during quarantine? Um, I'll go first. I'll make it short and sweet because that's exactly what I've been doing in quarantine. I have been sitting. I have been playing. I've been sleeping. I, I I recently moved out of my house, so I've been helping my mom with that. Um, Exciting. I've been talking to a lot of the boys. Uh, I've I haven't been able to spend time with the boys, um, but now that I have more time in quarantine and I have more time as an independent um, woman. <laughs> edit that out as an independent man. <laughs> Can you edit out like split like 
single words because like i don't think so steven i don't think so louis <laughs> oh. is not good enough yet he does oh, i just all the words just well, the interview. so louis can't split shit like that so i apologize <laughs> it makes it more raw so, like I think, if people hear people this that are watching this <laughs> so it's That's been a whole other nothing but i am i'm gonna get serious here okay i am uh Oh, oh. Okay, now I'm gonna get serious. Uh, <laughs> um, I I'm happy that I'm safe and healthy, and that I'm able to. I have a home where I can stay in quarantine and uh, stay away from the um, pandemic. Um, but after a couple weeks, if we don't see a spike, I'm gonna get a little suspicious because there's been a lot of people outside. Six feet apart, and if there's not a spike in this fucking thing, then I'm blaming the fucking government. About it. My dad is a senator, okay? <laughs> My dad's a lawyer. <laughs> my mom is a lawyer, though. Oh, great. Nope. All of my uh, my Jewish grandpas are both lawyers. Yeah, so too many Jewish lawyers. Too many Jews. Too many Jewish lawyers. Too many Jews in general. <laughs> okay, all right. Ask David now. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of this shit. Come on. All right, David Stadisky. Rudolph? No. What what have I what have I been been doing in in quarantine? How's that been? Yeah. How's that been? Um. It it's not been the greatest. Uh, I mean, again, like I'm very fortunate to you know have a home and and both of my parents their jobs are pretty secure in this mm-hmm. time, so I'm I'm very fortunate. But yeah, I mean, in in college, in my like living situation, I got used to not having you know, a TV or video games and, you know, having very limited like internet access and coming back and like having those things again, I sort of learned to live without them. So I've been like playing games and and replaying video games and trying to catch up on Netflix and stuff, but I'm not finding it really all that fulfilling or enjoyable. So I'm kind of just like lulling about not doing much. I've been trying to work out as much as I can, but I can't, you know, do that for twelve hours a day. Yeah. What about what about y'all? How's y'all quarantine been? A twist. He asks us a question. Whose interview is this? It's almost like that was going to be my next question, but we will. Louis, what you doing? You know, I David, I actually really agree with you there. Um, I haven't. You know, I've been hanging out with. This Jonah guy, he sucks, but I've been hanging out a, much. a lot with I him. He yeah. calls me like eight times a day. It's it's just god-awful. It's the worst. Um, yeah, so uh, a, lot of, a lot of, you know, trying to do stuff to keep you occupied. But again, you know, that's not all, all that fulfilling. Um, I've been trying to get a job, but it's really hard because I've been faced with the reality firsthand of the unfairness of american capitalism okay when well for me when i'm not getting calls from louis i'm either making music playing music i'm doing a lot of walking a lot of biking again with this kid i'm seeing this kid way too much now it's actually borderline unhealthy um he's turning me too political and i by a graduation present I got from my cousins was like 12 bags of family-sized barbecue potato chips. I am living with that. And then right next to all the bags is a set of weights. So right after I eat 20 pounds of chips, I could lose 20 pounds of fat. Steven, this is 
been bothering me for the past month because Louis has told you some falsehoods. And now is finally my chance to clear it up. Clear it up, boy. So like a month ago, we went as on our last day of school, quote, quote. Um, we have a little Zoom group, me and Louis. Uh, there's six of us that we do our Zooms with. And we went to Eliana's backyard and had like a night there. And this will make sense later or when I get the point. Okay. Um, and we were reminiscing about past stuff and like things we did together and vocal jazz. And we pulled up um, our, our, our Mexico videos to relive the atrocities of the sound and the group oh, yeah. in Mexico. Uh-huh. And then someone who wasn't me came to uh, that vocal jazz night where you had a scat solo. So, which oh. s- someone played, Louis, Louis had never heard it before. That was Louis's first encounter with the solo. And he loved it to the point where every day for the next week when he would call me, he would sing the solo. He said he memorized the solo. And then he told, apparently, when we were planning about calling you guys for this podcast, he told you something that, like, I showed him and, like, I was making fun of it, which none of that is true. And oh. I got really scared because I love you, Stephen. love you so much. And he scared me. And I thought you would be mad at me for something I did not do. Before we go on, I think we should play the scat solo. So, what did everybody think? <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, <laughs> I think <laughs> the best part isn't the solo, but <laughs> the yes, Steven! Afterwards, I think it really is. Wait, 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 wait. That's disrespectful as fuck. Why are people cheering me for that? Like, they're actually lying to my, my in front of my face in the middle of a concert. I mean, they, they love you, they care. And then you're you're out there singing your heart out. Why wouldn't you say? Why wouldn't you cheer? Wait, what? When was, was this? This was junior year. You're saying? It was vocal jazz night. Yeah, junior year. I thought I did that like at least sophomore year. That's so fucking bad. No, but Joni, don't feel yeah. bad. That this is terrible. It was terrible. I got fried before you. Oh, Stephen, did you do you have any other um, vocal jazz funny vocal jazz memories? I mean, funny vocal jazz moments. Can we talk about drugs on here? Sure. Okay, well, I'll talk about drugs also, because that's, that's what I was thinking of. That's like, okay. So, yeah, Mexico. so smoking weed makes you forget memories and things. You, you have memory loss. So I don't really remember most of the shit that happened. I remember um, Gregor Min's uh, wife's and she sexualizes her the students. As as does Gregorman. As does Gregorman. That's just they should be yeah. held accountable for. Uh, Absolutely. No, I think you should. I I think you know there's a lot that is tolerated when you have to put on an ensemble and 
went when what shouldn't have and the things I've heard, you know, that Mr. Greckerman does. If I can say something, like, I, I'm not in vocal jazz. I never was. But in the theater, I mean, and this is something that I only know about because of, you know, college and who's in the room. But, like, there's this new movement in theater and in film of intimacy direction. Right. I don't know if you guys are. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so that's being that's that's becoming very commonplace in professional work environments, but there's no conversation of it being instituted at a high school level. And I think that that is so it's so important because in my personal experience I can't attest to anything like too bad, but I I definitely would say that there are that at Now's North in my time at Now's North in the theater department that there were infringements of what would be considered like appropriate by intimacy direction standards. And, you know, we never had to do like any intense like sex scenes, but even in just the way that those things are talked about and anything, it needs to be handled with, you know, with a, with a light hand. And that just wasn't always the case. Yeah. The first real thing that has been oh, said today. I think he's right. It's a space, yeah. it's a space where you're creating art. So you should feel comfortable to do whatever the hell you want, to an extent, obviously, but you shouldn't have directors and adults and people that have power over you manipulating or making you uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form. Subject was roses, yeah, that 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 was that was present. Yeah, definitely. I um, I was I was an audience member watching it because you can tell that you know there wasn't exactly the proper approach taken during rehearsal. Those things, you know, they they show in performances. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Wait, what about Mexico? You want me to talk about Mexico? Yeah, we all just talked at the same time, and that was really scary. I was if you remember anything from Mexico. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to talk about drugs. Um, <laughs> me and, like, you know, a group of vocal jazz students um, were being dumb Americans and wanted weed. So we asked the kid on the street who looked our age where the weed at. There were Wait. two groups of kids on that exploration day. The, the group that went to find the hidden torta cart. And the group that went to find the weed. And I just thought that was really funny. Wait, Steven. <laughs> that goes to show you the diversity in vocal jazz. Um, so someone knew how to speak Spanish, asked the kid. Kid was like, go down, <laughs> so go down the street next to the church. Across from the church, there's this guy, and he should be there. And if you see him, there he is. And you got to find new really ask sketch. Him. So he walked up, and this is nice guy. And he's like, "Oh my god, this is so great! Like, um, I'm the guy. I'm the guy you're looking for. Like, <laughs> like, how much do you want?" And we're like, "We got, we got like thirty bucks in American thirty bucks. I forgot whatever, whatever." And that got us like a half an ounce of weed, which will get you what? It's like whatever, like twelve, twelve G's, okay? And thirty bucks in America gets you like three. So four times the amount of what you normally get, okay? So anyways, he's like, um, so a couple of you, if you want to come up to, he, he owned the building that he was under. He was in like the garage. He's like, anyone want to come up and like hang out for a second um, while my, my guy go, goes to get it in the four-wheeler? So he goes to the four-wheeler drives to go get it. And I, and me and two other people, Go up in this random drug dealer's apartment, but the funny thing is, we're we're in PV, we're in a resort area, so there's a bunch of like 
like old white people that he is renting out the places to. And it's like this nice apartment that he like renovated and he went, he took us to the rooftop and gave us some Coronas to hold us off until the marijuana came. Um, Wait, some Corona beer? Yeah. <laughs> like coronavirus. Okay. Um, so that was an interesting experience. We didn't get that murdered. Picture. We didn't get killed. He was actually a really nice guy. And he gave us, you know, weed. And we smoked it, and then um, some people got in trouble for almost drinking, and so we got scared and didn't smoke all of it between the whole group. So we flushed it down the hotel toilet in our hotel room. Yeah, I heard yeah, some tears shed as you did that. Because we were scared that we were going to get caught, and we shouldn't have flushed down the toilet because we weren't going to get caught anyways. Um, so there's teachers that, now it's not teachers, I don't even, even listen to this. That's okay. I, I think it was a pretty fair assumption, but they didn't definitely didn't know about us buying weed off a stranger. I think I mean there's some irresponsible things in high school, but I made it up for the work that I put in and I showed it to the adults. Period. Period poopy. Now we did we did find the torta card. I will close that story on a happy note. Good tortas. Uh this has been interesting. Um to say the least. To say the least. Uh, we are very, we are very glad that you guys decided to do this. We love you both very much. You guys are kings in the department and the school and the world, and we are very fortunate to have you here. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I miss you guys. It was nice talking. Oh, uh, when will the Jews learn? We didn't talk about that. Uh, so you right. across from me. Uh, remember when um, you know you did your announcer voice that you used in Date with the Family, and you were like, "When will the Jews learn that one day their actions will have consequences?" Yes, yes. First of all, I am Jewish, and I know that that's such a shitty excuse of like, a, "Well, only I can say it." I only the only reason that I came up with that was because I was riffing off of like, like you said, the like '40s '50s announcer voice, which. You know, there was a lot of anti-Semitism in America before the 50s, so it wasn't like this unheard of thing. So I just kept going, and you thought it was funny, and you know, it's it's one of those things that like I hate. I hate being the kind of person that like anytime like a conversation about like any minority is discussed, I'm like, well, as a Jewish person, you know, <laughs> there are there are times that I feel the need to poke fun at it. And usually I don't even like consider it as a part of my identity because it so rarely comes up. But in moments like those where like people are laughing about it, I do kind of, I'm like, huh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually Jewish though. So like just to remind like, well, okay, let's not get carried away now. Like, huh, I can say that, but not everyone, <laughs> you know, but that's just my privilege as a white male, you know. But when will we learn? When will we learn? When will the Jews well, learn? I think. An important thing, not to get like too out there or too controversial, but like I think an important thing to remember is that the, the culture, like the American culture and every race, ethnicity, religion that's a part of that, like the way those groups interact is constantly changing. And as a Jewish person who's observed other Jewish people, I think that sometimes 
American Jews tend to look a little bit too much to the past and aren't really concerned about like, well, how are we going to move forward? And how are we going to, you know, change the way that these groups interact? So that's that's all I'm going to say on that. I know that that alone is like kind of a controversial thing. I, I mean, I think you're absolutely right. The Orthodox community right now has you know, a, just a big stick up their ass in, in, in no uncertain terms. Judaism, they've forgotten what tikkun olam means. And I think when they observe Israel, they forget about the Holocaust and they forget about how, you know, Palestinian oppression is similar to what was going on in the 1930s and the 1940s. And they look past that. Genocide. Yep. And they look past that as, oh, well, anything that any offense against the Palestinians is just a protection of the Jewish race. And we're only 1% of the entire culture. And like, the thing is, they excuse that. And they, you know, the Orthodox community, they failed to move. They failed to see it's 2020 and it's not the 1950s anymore. Um, so, you know, it's going to be. I definitely, I, I will say, sorry to interrupt you. I will say like, I have seen, I've seen Jews, and I know that this does not, like, I know that I'm generalizing right now, but, like, I've seen people who are more than comfortable taking advantage of their white privilege, because we're white people, or white passing, if you want to call it, but are also just as comfortable pulling the minority card. Right. When they feel that that entitles them to enter conversations about, you know, Black Lives Matter or LGBT rights, like they feel like they, they take advantage of white privilege and they take advantage of being a minority group. And I know that, that that's not everyone and that's definitely a generalization. I'm just speaking of, you know, things that I've seen and experienced in like this community and like this region specifically. So that's something. In our school specifically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's also about like an like economic. Yeah, I was about to say. It's all about your status, your economic status, too. When will they learn? When will the specific Jews learn? Those specific Jews. Us four? Like, we're yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm the most perfect Jew ever. There's an Orthodox segment of every religion that's not just Jews. Like a little too much. That's like... Well, that's why I, I know, know I, like, earlier I, I said that my favorite role in high school was in Bad Jews, and that's because, like, Bad Jews, it's a play by Joshua Harmon, and it's this really great exploration of, like, what it means to be a Jewish American. And, like, you know, where does the religion and the history and the culture in America today, like, how do all those things uh, factor in? And it's something that's supposed to be, like, you know, accessible to, like, other cultures and other groups so that you can kind of see similar conversations in your own community, but as a Jewish person. That's why that play was so special to me because it kind of it, it kind of like validated all these like angsty feelings and like confused self hating feelings that I had had growing up about being Jewish, you know. So it's definitely a conversation that I think needs to be had. Yeah, and no one should feel targeted for just just wanting to explore what it means to be a part of a cultural group, you know. Yep. I think it was a pleasure interviewing you guys. We went from highs to lows to serious to... To what the fucks. 
Yeah. <laughs> Many what the fucks. A lot of what the fucks. There is a way where we end the podcast where we we didn't end up addressing our FBI agent today, but we end all of our episodes by saying, Dear FBI agent, and we say, you know, a little phrase or something related to the episode. So, well, all of us together. So, I have some ideas for what we can say today, and you guys will let me know. We have Dear FBI agent, and then in your best 1940s voice, when will the Jews learn? <laughs> oh, I like that actually. We, we have Dear FBI agent. Ta-da! <laughs> that is an option. I don't like that one. Yeah, me neither. And we also have. Your FBI agent, Louis' pants are wet. Those are our three options. I like when will the Jews learn, personally. I'll, I'll take the when will the Jews learn. Yeah. All right. Good. That was my favorite, too. All right. Joni, you want to count us off? And sure. s- set the speed. Um, Louis' usually bad at these, so we will just do this once. It might suck. We're just going to stay together on the count of three. All right. Your FBI agent, when will the Jews learn? One, two, three. One. Oh, wait, wait, stop, 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 stop. Hold on, hold. On. <laughs> I, I, I already messed up. I didn't know what you were saying, dear FBI agent. But okay. I just told you. Okay, 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 okay. One, two, three. Dear FBI agent, when will the Jews learn? <laughs> so bad. But so good. All right. Thank you guys for coming. Thank you. It's been an honor. We love you both. Peace. Peace out. If you made it through this episode, I want to personally congratulate you guys for sticking around. We're trying to push to get to a whole season because Louis wanting to do multiple seasons of the podcast. So you can let us know if you want that and if that's even worth your time or our time. Regardless, it's still fun to make, still fun to talk to you guys. If you guys want to be on if you want to be interviewed by us please don't be afraid to ask thank you guys for supporting us as always like and subscribe as usual music take us home